Thanks for joining us here in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. Well, good morning and welcome to a new series called Experiencing the Miracle of Christmas. And so, uh, Tony, I bet you're wondering how in the world do you follow a video of Santa Claus and preach a message? Wasn't it awesome to see Tony and his family up here sharing the stage? I think a great Sunday is on Sunday afternoon when we as a family can get together and, and usually it's Eaton is involved, but to be able to worship together as a family, incredible. Thank you all for blessing us. Well, church, um, you saw the video clip of Miracle on 34th Street. And what you observed was at just the right moment, Chris Kringle was on the scene. Miss Walker, she was, in, she was having a problem. The, the Santa Claus that she had picked to represent Coles was drunk, had hurt himself. She had no other options. She was in distress, and she saw at right, the, at, right at that moment an opportunity. And so she pursued it. And, and today I want to share with you the miracle of the moment. The miracle of the moment. Because we know that the Christmas season is built on miracles. Now, when I talk about the miracle moment, one thing, children, I've got to point out to you, and that is this. That how many would like to open up all your Christmas presents tonight? Yeah, see, see, that's the problem. I'm, I'm like that at heart. You know, um, I struggle with Christmas presents being under the tree. Matter of fact, this past week, and I heard a discussion was, should you put the presents under the tree before Christmas Eve or wait? Because I struggled when I would see all of those presents, sometimes because my name wasn't on all of them, that was a problem. But even when I found one that had my name on it, I wanted to open it up early. And our family, we had this tradition that on Christmas Eve, we would open up one present. And I'm here to tell you that that was a great tradition because it hardly ever stopped with one present. Let me share with you uh, something that happened to me when it came to Christmas. One of the Christmas traditions we had was we would travel back to West Virginia. And every year when my sister and I and my brother would walk in the door, the first, I mean, we would give Grandma and Grandpa a hug, but we had one destination. We wanted to get into the living room where the Christmas tree was because under the Christmas tree were gifts and gifts. I mean, they were piled up. I mean, sometimes they were half the height of the Christmas tree itself. And then one year, one year, I don't know whose ideal this was, 
But one year, somebody came up with this bad idea that they, when we walked in, there were no gifts under the tree. My mom and dad recalled the story with glee. Like, you guys ran in there, and you were speechless. No squeals, and they didn't bring them out of the closet. It, we got to experience the miracle of Christmas and, and believe that Santa delivers even at houses that don't have fireplaces. Well, what I want to share with you today is much bigger than Santa Claus. It's much bigger than gifts with my name or your name underneath the Christmas tree. I want to share with you what the miracle of the moment of Christmas is all about. And so what I, I want to just read to you out of Galatians chapter 4. In verse 4, it says these words here. But when the fullness of time had come. Now, see, this is something that we all struggle with. The fullness of time. Because we want what we want when we want it. We don't want to wait until next week. We certainly don't want to wait until next month. We want to open the gifts now. We want to get the answer to prayer now. We want God to solve the problems now. But the reality is that the God that we serve, he specializes in the fullness of time. And here's what he says. In the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son to be born of a woman. Born under the law. But it doesn't stop there. Why was Jesus Christ sent? Why do we celebrate Christmas? Well, verse 5 in Galatians 4 says this, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Galatians 4, verse 5. Why is that important? Why is that? Why do we need to hear those words? Why do we need to know that the reason why Jesus came was so that we might receive the adoption as sons? Jake? Why is that? Why is that important? The reason why it's important is because so many of us are selfish. So many of us can get wrapped around the axle on what's going on in our life. So many of us want what we want. And sometimes we want what we want and we miss out on what we need. We want the easy answer and we give up the glorious delivery, the glorious victory that God wants to give to us. So here's what I want to share with you is three points about Jesus came at the right moment, at just the right moment. Now, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, I love those memes that like the week after Christmas, they've got the elf meme and then they tell you 51 weeks until Christmas. Right now, do you know that we're 27 days away from Christmas? Now, for some of you, that's just too close. You haven't started shopping. You, you, you do, you're so far behind. Let, let me help you out. 
we're 648 hours away from Christmas. But for some of you, that ain't enough. You need to hear this message. We're 38,000 minutes from Christmas. Now, you know the truth. It doesn't matter how you look at it. Christmas is going to come on December 25th. And what's amazing is that Jesus came at the perfect time. What did God say? It says at the fullness of time. What was so special about the time that Jesus came? Well, number one was that the Roman, the Romans had conquered the world. And through conquering the world, what they had done was they had built roads. Not only that, but there was a universal language. Greek and Latin were the universal language so that the message could not only go to everybody, but everybody could understand the words, understand the story. And what's even more amazing is when Jesus was born, there was 300 million people alive at that point. That's the population of the United States right now. The world population is 8 billion. You see, Jesus came at just the right moment. Because there had been a prophecy that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And you may not know this, but his mother and father, Joseph and Mary, they didn't live in Bethlehem. And so the Roman emperor had declared a census that required everybody to go back to their hometown, which required the prophecy to be fulfilled. So we know with confidence that Jesus came at the right moment. But folks, here's something that is a little bit more applicable to each of us sitting here today, to those that are watching online, and that is that he provides at the right moment. You know, some of us in this room today, we're just like Mrs. Walker. We need nothing short of a miracle right now in our life. It may be a relationship. There may be somebody, a family member, or someone in your life that, that you have a broken relationship with. Unless God in heaven comes down and intervenes, you see no way possible that that's going to be ever restored. Maybe it's a doctor's prescription, diagnosis. And they've told you that you only have six months to live. They've told you that it's inoperable. They've told you there's nothing we can do. And what I want you to know is that's the exact place to be. What is the requirement for receiving a miracle? And number two is no more resources. Because so many times in life, we bail ourselves out of problems. Why? Because we need to get out of the problem. And we miss out on the miracle. Because we weren't patient. Because we wouldn't wait until the fullness of time. And so instead of saying in God we trust, we say in discover we trust. In visa we believe. And we miss out on God supernaturally delivering something. And not only do we miss out, but our family misses out on seeing God work supernaturally in our lives. 
You see, it's when you have no more options, when you have no more resources, that's when you're positioned to receive the miracle. And I believe that our church is full of those that are right where they need to be to receive a miracle. God is never late. Oh, I'm going to say that again. This I didn't get it. God is never late. Now, now sometimes it doesn't work on our calendar. Sometimes it doesn't work on our schedule. But I'm here to tell you, Scripture tells us that God, he says, his word will never return empty. Matter of fact, he says this in Psalm 145, verse 15. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the right time. Now, folks, you can take that word food and, and just blank that out and put in what you need. The eyes of all look to God, and he gives them their relationship at the right time. That's good. He gives them their financial needs at the right time. He gives them their health at just the right time. See, God knows everything. We have to trust in God. He doesn't stop there. In Deuteronomy 11, verse 14, he says these words. I will provide rain for your land in the proper time. Now, I'm just going to tell you something. As Christians, we hate the proper time. Because the proper time is never at our time. And here's what's interesting here. He's talking about that there is an autumn and a spring rain. But the reality is this. There are some autumns that you go through that there's no rain. There's some springs that you experience and there's not enough rain. There's some and there's too much rain. You didn't think that that was a thing, but you asked the farmers around here. When the fields are full of mud and they can't get the seeds in the ground. It's a big deal. But even more so, in your personal life, you've had those seasons where, God, where is this rain that you promised? Where is the proper time? And what God wants you to do is just wait and trust on Him. Because He is going to, at the right time, bring His Son. At the right time, He's going to restore that relationship. At the right time, He's going to provide the needs. At the right time, He's going to either give you the grace or He's going to give you the health to overcome. There's one more thing I wanted to point to you about the miracle of the moment, and that is that God says that now is the right moment. Folks, it's now o'clock. If you pulled your watches out and you looked there, it may say a number there, but I'm telling you what that means is it's now o'clock. Today, right now, is the time. There are many of you that are here today that you spent the, the year of 2020 telling yourself that you weren't going to repeat that. You were going to get into church. You were going to live for God. And yet here we are on the doorsteps of December of 2021 and you've never followed through on that commitment.
you've told God, God, I am going to trust in you. I'm going to believe in you. And yet you find yourself finding every other way except God to provide the solution for what you want, what you need, what you're desperate for. And here's something that I've learned. That many of us, many of you, many watching online have told ourselves this all year long. I'll do it later. But the reality is this, that I'll do it later almost always turns into never. We tell ourselves that we're going to live for God, and yet we end up never living for God. See, living for God is more than coming to church. Living for God is more than reading a few Bible verses. Living for God is more than praying to God and asking Him for our needs. Matter of fact, I would argue that this room has many people in here today that they have been struggling with the question of rededicating their life to Christ. If that's you, it's now o'clock. You have gone through the year. You have wanted. You are desiring. And yet you find yourself not taking that step, not in boldness, stepping out and planting your flag and saying, from this day forward, I'm going to live for Christ. Instead, you look at yesterday or last year or 10 years ago, and you live in the defeat that the enemy brought into your life. And I'm here to tell you that that ought not be so. You don't have to do that. Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to be defeated by those sins. Matter of fact, he died before you ever did that. The victory has been won. There are many of you here today, and you're struggling with the next step that a believer takes, and that is baptism. In two weeks, we're going to have another baptism service. Fifty-nine people this year in Crossroads Church have gone into the baptistry as a testimony of what God is doing in their life. I remember about 18 months ago being on the phone with Josh Tellison. And Josh was struggling with that. He had been baptized as a child, but for the, the previous two years, he was struggling with stepping back out, rededicating his life, planting that flag, and telling everybody. Because I, I know what it, it's embarrassing as an adult. Oh, I didn't get it right when I was a kid. You know what? There's sometimes we do things as children, well-meaning, with the best of intentions, and yet our heart changes. And I believe that baptism is a phenomenal way for you to reestablish your relationship with God, not between you and God, but so that other people watch, so that other people know. And if you would sit down with Josh, I promise you, without knowing anything beyond this, that the last 18 months since he stepped out, got into that baptistry, put out his testimony that God has done more in his life than he saw God do in the previous four, five, six years. Many of you are holding back the blessings of God. Many of you are holding back the fullness of time because you won't surrender. You have pride. You have told yourself that I'm going to be embarrassed. Folks, I would rather be embarrassed for 10 minutes here on this earth than to miss eternity forever. 
So maybe it's not rededication. Maybe it's not baptism. Maybe you're here today and you don't know that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. I got a Bible verse for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2 says these very powerful words. For he says, talking about God, in a favorable time I listened to you. And in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the favorable time. And now is the day of salvation. Do not, do not leave this worship this morning with that undone. Folks, eternity is too long for you to be wrong on this. Today is the day. Today is the day to to get it settled. God's word isn't going to change. But you know what is? Life circumstances. If you've come in here with any of those three decisions and you walk out without making them, I don't know that you ever get another chance. Life will happen. You'll lose a job. You'll get a health diagnosis. A family member will walk out of your life. And you'll just totally walk away from God. And I want you to know that it doesn't have to be. Today is the day. The miracle of the moment is right now. See, most of us, we live in the past, and we, or we try to live in the future, and we never, ever live today. And we miss what God has for us. Don't miss it. Brother Tony, would you bring your family back up for closing worship? If everyone would just bow your heads and close your eyes and just listen to my, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. If you came in here today and at some time during this message, you can say, yes, you know what? You're right. I know that I need to plant my flag again. I need to rededicate my life to Christ. If that's you and you're here this morning, I would love to pray for you. Would you just raise your hand for a minute so I can see who you are? Keep that up. Amen. God, Lord, you see the hands and you see the hearts. God, I pray that you would just empower, that you would allow them to follow through on the commitment. Hear their heart. Send your Holy Spirit in their life to encourage and lift them up. As we continue in prayer, maybe you're in that group that you made a decision long time ago that you want to get baptized yet you've never followed through on that for whatever reason the timing wasn't right you weren't in the right place or you just weren't able to make that decision if that's you today would you raise your hand so that I can pray with you and pray for you amen God you see the hearts Lord we know that there is no salvation through baptism that all salvation happens when we believe in our heart But God, we also know that you demonstrated this model of being baptized, being fully immersed to show the world what has happened inside our heart. Lord, I pray that you would allow those to walk in obedience. And in two weeks, Lord, that that we would see them in the baptistry, God, taking that believer step. And maybe you're here this morning and you fall into that third category. And you have no idea 
where you're going to spend eternity. Folks, you don't have to walk out of this room. Matter of fact, you don't have to spend the next 90 seconds wondering what you're going to do for eternity. We get 80 years here on this earth. You have no idea how long eternity is. If that's you this morning and you want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, raise your hand. Allow me to pray with you. Amen. Amen. And, and everyone, if you would stand to your feet, I'm just going to lead us all in, in a prayer. And I would encourage you, everybody, whether you raised your hand or not, to pray these words with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner. And I believe that you sent your son to die for my sins. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer team, if you would come forward. Folks, the miracle of Christmas is you. See, God's already done what he's going to do. God's already brought into your life. God's already sent his son. He's waiting on us to take action. He's waiting on us to take the next step. And so this morning, you're going to see a prayer team lined across the front. And, and I'm, do not stay in your seat. Come up if you need prayer, if there's something that God, that you are desperate for, come up and allow one of these couples to pray with you, to pray for you. You do not have to go through this alone. You do not have to wonder, is God going to hear your prayers? Because I know that God hears mine. I know that God hears the prayers of these prayer warriors that stand before you today. The question is this, do you believe? The next few minutes will demonstrate that. I love you. I want you to experience the miracle of Christmas. Everyone needs compassion. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. You see, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.